You are listening to the 2023 Road to Comrade series of the Stimulate Run podcast hosted by Owen. Wayne, Katrina and Murray share their lead up to the ultimate human race. Questions can be directed via our socials and we would love you to show your support by leaving a rating and review. Welcome everybody to the fire, well, the pre-race episode. It's kind of, I think these are my two most favorite episodes because we talk about what we hope to happen, what's going to happen, and then we come back in a month's time and we can then match it up with what actually happened. <laughs> and um, so we're going we're gonna to set the scene. We'll go through a few things. We'll find out how, I suppose, everybody's biggest month of training was. Um, fingers crossed it all went to plan and um, now everyone's preparing to travel. Wayne is still in camp in Dahlstrom. So that'll be pretty cool to hear from. He is rugged up and bitterly cold. Uh, Katrina is currently uh, in her home location, but is, well, we call it a home location for her, uh, but is also looking to travel for work soon. And then Murray's also, as you mentioned on the last episode, probably the only one in Perth out of the three and at home. But guys, welcome. It feels like an eternity since we spoke last. Um, everybody's been doing a lot. Um, Katrina, I don't think we, we haven't heard about canyons and your race again feels like an eternity ago so but anyway enough out of me welcome everybody and hopefully there's just a slight bit of nerves starting to set set in this is when everyone is supposed Hi. to say hello now. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, Katrina. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> had the pleasure of talking Hi, to the Hi, local everyone. perth guys this morning at the C team breakfast and seminar. And I think, you know, the reality is starting to dawn uh, on a few and people are talking about plans and what the plan is and to have one. So I yeah, should, I should, because Erwin won't mention it. He was actually a speaker at our, our C team seminar this morning. So he uh, shared his experiences of comrades. Yeah, we kept it, we kept it all nice and fluffy and positive, didn't we? <laughs> You're talking about the death zone. And, yes. Uh, various <laughs> other sufferings that, that happen along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Those exact words were used. Um, should we, let's go to the man inside green team, um, the Dave Adams run camp. Uh, I think we're all keen to hear about what kind of mileage was happening. So Wayne, now that it's happened, I suppose you can kind of give us a bit more info than you did last time about <laughs> what's about to happen. But yeah, take it away. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's a good morning to everyone from from Dalson in South Africa, um, where it's it's bitterly cold. That's the truth. Uh, we're in single digits. I'm sitting here. It's 10 in the morning and it's about nine, eight or nine degrees. It, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty cold. Uh, we finished the session this morning. Uh, it was misty and windy and cold. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, it takes a bit of getting used to. I think I finally adjusted. Uh, to everything, uh, including the altitude, but we're having lots of fun. Um, I think, yeah, just to sort of summarize, it's it's been, I think the last month has been one of the most intense, or I'd say the last five or six weeks has been real intense in terms of load. Um, we, we haven't started tapering yet. Uh, for those who are interested, uh, we're still on really uh, extreme uh, we're still in an extreme program. Uh, we've got a 10-day sort of taper, which starts next week. Um, we've really we've had the media here for uh, just just a day and a half. Uh, they were monitoring and, and doing everything they do. Uh, the team manager was here, sort of going through protocol and uh, everything. Um, that's sort of it's now getting exciting because uh, we can feel the buzz and the fever. And as much as we isolated from everyone. Um, it's really, really um, getting to that. We can feel it. Uh, we can't wait for it. Like said, um, um, but certainly, yeah, we've, um, in terms of a program, we've, uh, we haven't been doing heels for a while now. We've cut that out. So that's all gone. Um, Long Run has just finished um, a couple of days ago. Um, so we sort of uh, coming to that stage where we can feel we, we're now peaking and definitely so because um, 
uh, we finish our sessions feel strong. Um, so um, everyone in the camp is looking really good. Um, yeah, we're getting excited. We've been talking about Katrina and the rest of the team. We've we've seen the who's on the team and who's coming. So it's pretty exciting because um, yeah, we know sort of we've seen the itinerary and what's going to happen. And yeah, so everyone, all the talk is about. Uh, race records and course distances and uh, course changes and um, it's just exciting. Um, yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. Uh, I think for me the most important thing is because um, I've been when you're in camp, you just for those who aren't aware, you you don't you like you're away from all the the good stuff, the nice food, your family. So it's all been a case of um, real hardcore. Um, you know, diet, hardcore diet uh, in terms of how you eat, uh, no sugar, that sort of thing. You know, you're away from all the the luxuries of life. But certainly, um, even the guys here in camp are, are really um, working hard. Uh, I think if I can tell everyone, because lots of people ask me that question, oh, how do these guys do it? How do they, um, you, you know, there's, I could tell you lots of sort of stories, but the main thing is their their dedication and their hard work um, is something that's rubbing off on me. Is that um, man? These guys work phenomenally hard. Uh, we've got uh, two ladies in the camp: um, uh, Adele Broderick, who came third at Comrades, and and Hala Litsang, who came fifth. And and both these ladies' phenomenal workload and work rate. I just um, yeah, I just shake my head uh, when I look at, at 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 sort of the the work rate which they put in, but very encouraging. Um, yeah, but in terms of, I know yeah in South Africa, just to to put it into perspective, many people don't understand. Like at the moment, uh, they go into load shedding, so we obviously also got to manage everything around that because uh, we can't start a session without eating in the morning, and then if the power is down, we got to wait for that to come up and then have something to eat. So everything is managed. Um, so yeah, we sort of uh, make sure we we sort of live around that. And I'm sure all the guests here in South Africa are aware of of, of sort of that situation. So now it's 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 sort of um, you know you juggle things around and you you obviously weigh everything up. But um, the truth be told, you still got to do the work. It doesn't matter uh, which which side of the coin you're looking at. Um, yeah, so um, everyone is. In myself personally, I, I feel like I'm more than ready to go um, in terms of where I was last year to this year. I'm definitely um, in, in a much in a stronger place. So I feel um, uh, this gives me the confidence that I need uh, uh, to go out and, and, and execute the plan um, that I've got for, for two weeks time. And two weeks time it is. My goodness, it's come quick. Um, uh, the amount of traveling that uh, I've done back and forward. Um, so it's been a big sacrifice. Um, and, I, and I'm certainly, um, I'm looking forward to the benefits of that. Um, yeah, it's, and again, just that talk, everyone's talking. And again, I've, I've got lots of messages about asking about Murray, <laughs> asking about Katrina. Um, so I said, look, I haven't even spoken to the guys for a while, but um, I'm looking forward to to catching up with uh, with Maria and Katrina just to yeah just to have a chat in person see how they're going and yeah just to encourage them along and uh, see how how it all pans out. So uh, other than that, yeah, I think it's it's just about all systems go. Um, and yeah, uh, let's get down to businesses as I say. Um, okay, let's get to the nitty gritty that people like to to hear. I think we've lost him. Um, let's see the numbers, Wayne. Uh, biggest week, uh, biggest run, or that kind of thing. Oh, look! If I tell you biggest week, you you're gonna fall off the chair. So we won't even go into that. Look, you gotta look at 300 k's plus. Uh, so it's been extreme mileage. <clears throat> What's impressed me most is is the fact that I've been able to, um, on a personal level, uh, no injuries, no niggles. So I've been able all the all the work that I've done early on in terms of strength work that's worked out well. So um, to put it in perspective, um, yeah, it it it's extreme. There's no <laughs> there's no let's put it our, our long runs. Even our midweek long runs are all sort of 
to the average person is, is incredibly long. So, you know, we do 40K long runs in the middle of the week. And now the 40K long run seems to be easy. It seems to be real, like it's nothing. So so midweek runs are, you know, 40 to 50. Uh, it's quite comfortable. Um, so I can feel the conditionings there. So, yeah, the mileage is high. And like I said, we haven't even, we haven't even in terms of, we haven't, taper will start next week. So we'll come off that. Um, but the heel work, uh, that's something that was an eye opener for me because, um, uh, you know, I, we, we've done a phenomenal amount of, of heel work and strength work. That's when I talk heel work, it's both up and down. Uh, so that's why uh, I've definitely felt the um, the workload and, and 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 the strength coming into into being for that. So yeah, it's um it's a case of um, getting conditioned, and uh, that's what I, I've spoken to a few friends back home in Oz. Is that I say, what should when should you do the long run? That sort of thing, and uh, I say long run should just be a constant part of of, of what you do. So. These guys do long runs a few times a week. Let's put it that way. Cool. Uh, are we talking goal? or Because I've seen one floated around. Um, are you going to be happy to talk about that? Or, you know, want to just keep... Oh, i got no... I've absolutely no. So um, I've had everyone hitting me up about it. And uh, sub six is always on. And obviously, because the, 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 um, <clears throat> the overall finish is, is, is cut slightly... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm targeting, and I know I'm, I'm confident of, of a sub 550. Um, so that's that's my goal. Um, yeah, I'll put it out there. I'm 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 not afraid to uh, to put it out there. So sub 550, I'm confident of, of achieving that. Um, how low I can go just obviously depends on a few other things, but I'm very very confident of, of that 550. Owen. And you know what 548 is, right? Absolutely, yes. That's what everyone's been talking about. So that's uh, the old Vladimir Kotov's record. Um, so um, it was said. Uh, oh, it was just interesting, but it was said no one, no one will ever break that record uh, when it was set. Um, so there's two things on mine. I don't know if you're aware of it, Owen, but the, the views will be uh, the fastest down run for Australian is actually held by um, Don Wallace. So Don sent. I've got that message uh, about. Uh, Don Wallace's is, is down run is 5.48. That's his fastest down run time. His fastest up is, is quicker than that. So that's why I'm looking at, yeah, quietly, yeah, trying to eclipse that, that 5.48. So those that don't know, 5.48 is the current Masters record um, held yep. by <laughs> previous course record holder, Vladimir Kotov. So, um, Spot on. And it was never, ever thought to be broken because there was just nobody ever who was going to break it. So uh, <laughs> it's a fair carrot, but this is ever the time for it to happen. So, yeah. um, again, we'll come back in a month's time and we can talk about it. Uh, the other guys, if you want to jump Absolutely. in, um, Mari, Katrina. Do, do you want to go ahead, sounds great here. Uh, no, just to say, it sounds like you have had a brilliant training camp there and delighted to hear you're, you're in such good shape and looking forward to seeing how you race. I really hope you do get that 248, or sorry, 548. And uh, yeah, I, I, but, I, but I won't be seeing you on the course this year. I can kind of say that's how you finish the season. <laughs> I, you never know, Katrina. Never know. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Wayne, can I you ask you? Yeah, I, I have a question for you, Wayne. Sure. Um, having been part of this camp and so on, does does that come with a lot of pressure to perform as you approach the comrades itself? Because no, I was thinking no, people no. are asking like, me if, if I'm feeling under pressure, and I thought about it. Then I thought, hang on, you know, actually, I was thinking about Wayne and Katrina too. A lot more pressure for you two than than say for me. Um, so you do how do you how do you cope with that? No, no, absolutely. Um, on the contrary to that, um, uh, the guys um, would just treat me like family. Um, you know, um, I'm just one of the guys. And I think what I've learned from everyone is that um, everyone is so focused on, on uh, giving the best that they, they can give. Um, obviously, with 
with the result from last year, everyone's going to look to them um, to set things up. But on a personal level, um, I'm just so, I think because I, I knew the workload I put in last year and what I put in this year. So all I'm going to do is, uh, you know, try and obviously take that um, with a sense of confidence and move forward and say, yep, I, I know um, what what is achievable. Not not only that is that the guys that I'm with uh, just constantly encourage me um, to to you know to to have that confidence to go and go and get it. Don't be afraid to do it. And that's that's what um, that's what is so. What's the word? Um, it's like motivating. It's like just having people be pushing you forward behind you constantly. So absolutely, to answer your question, Murray, no pressure at all. Nothing. Nothing at all. Um, it's just. It's pure confidence, absolute confidence. And you can feel it in the body. The body can tell you um, uh, that, that I'm feeling good. So that's, that's the key. And um, Murray, somebody once said to me, pressure is a privilege. So it's something that has always stuck with me. And you know, in the <laughs> workplace, exactly the same. Pressure is a privilege. So uh, remember that next time you feel like I like pressure. it. I like it. All right. Let's uh, go to Katrina and she can tell us about her month. She was on the way up last month. So let's hope that has continued. Yes. Happy to say I've had a really good month. Um, I, you know, I knew I needed it coming into the month and I knew I needed to get some high mileage weeks in, which I managed to achieve and very, very pleased with how it's gone. Um, it's very difficult for me to compare how my training has gone this time to how it went the last time. But I will say that I can confidently say that I've, I've done the best training I can do in the circumstances that I'm currently in. So I can put my hand in my heart and know that I, that I have done the best I can do, which I'm very pleased about. And that gives me a sense of, um, I suppose it's satisfying for myself to know that I couldn't, I don't think I could have done any more. So therefore, I will, I just hope to execute as well I can, as well as I can on race day. And, and, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm prepared to, to go to that pain zone, and really give it my all. And uh, yeah, let's, let's hope it gets me the results that I want. Um, you know, I did get in the race in the US since we spoke. Um, it was a 50k trail race, so not necessarily comparable to, um, you know, comrades in that it wouldn't be uh, like the, I can't really con compare the times or anything, but I know I felt it was very strong in that race. And also um, I was very disciplined and didn't actually race it. I didn't. Well, sorry, I did race it, but I didn't go into the red zone for for really any of it, um, which I'm very pleased about because I came out of it very fresh and recovered very quickly, which meant that I could, you know, load up those weeks following it um, and uh, yeah um, as I said just feeling excited now as it comes closer to race day looking forward to towing the line um, you know I'm well aware that the competition is going to be incredibly high and I'm sure all the girls are um, you know really well prepared this year as Wayne just mentioned even on the Nedbank team as well but you know that's good of course they do say a high tide raises all boats so, um, you know, I hope that, that I can just, you know, raise my performance as well. And uh, as I said, you know, get, get there on, on race day and, and be pleased with how I've run. I don't really have a time in mind. I'm not, um, I, I actually have never run the down course before, so I have no idea how I'll perform on the down. And I don't have a specific time goal in mind. So for me, it's all about position. And um, yeah, like I, I want to be on the podium. So let's see. That's my that's my goal. Okay, I, I like it. I've taken real interest in the ladies' race. Um, I think the men's race, you kind of it's, it's going to happen, right? And it's going to be on regardless. But the ladies' race is just, I think this year more more so. There's so much interest because you've got Claire Verstappen coming back, and people have this expectation of what she's just going to do. But as we all know, you don't you don't just go to comrades and it happens. Um, and I was talking to somebody last night about the record. The men's race is a bit different because normally you've got 30 guys together, sometimes up until 50, 60K, and they're racing to win. 
no one there is going, my sole purpose is to get a record. They're all trying to win, but the outcome is essentially three guys are then still racing to win at 60K, 65, and then the record becomes on. But they're actually still racing to win. Now, you know, long story short, in the ladies, they string out from the gun. And you've got one 20 minutes ahead, second place is back, third place is another 30 back. So the ladies' time, there's no real guarantee that it's actually going to be as quick as everyone's saying. So for you, my question now, very long question, <laughs> you have to really, you have to race it, right? You have to put it out there and go, I'm going hard from the gun and it's not tactical, always a completely opposite. And you're going, no, tactical, let's sit with her, let's work together. Like, how do you look at that? Like, the ladies' race just intrigues me over the men's because the men's is so clustered and then the outcome is three guys racing most of the time. I'm not sure if any of that made sense. <laughs> yes, that made total sense. And yes, I fully agree. Look, I mean, personally speaking, I've only ever, um, like, when anytime I've run personal bests, I can always say that it's during times when I've been racing hard. I never go out to run a personal best. I run out, I, I go out, I try to run as hard as I can. I really want to win the race. I'm up against really good girls and I end up running a PB. That's typically how, you know, um, I've ever, I've ever, only ever run like my really good performances was when you're being pushed. And that's exactly what I mean when I say that I know the girls this year are going to be really super competitive. And I do know, I do expect a really tough race. And I think that's, I do think the times will be very fast. Um, I, I'm not like that, and that's why I'm not really focused on the times because I know they'll come. Um, mm. But I am focused on, I suppose it'll be, uh, for me, it will be a tactical race. I'm not gonna go and like go out at suicide pace and like die at halfway. No, I'm not gonna do that because like that's in my mind silly. <laughs> um, and also I would say that I haven't necessarily, while I'm happy with the training, I wouldn't necessarily say that I know I can hold a suicide pace for, you know, 90K, but I can say that I'm gonna be looking at what everyone else is doing and trying to respond as well I can, as well as I can on the day, but in a sensible way, you know, I'm gonna use my brain as well as my, my, you know, my heart and my, um, I will obviously be, you know, trying to get the best performance, but as I said, I will be, it will be tactical because I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll try and judge what's right and what isn't for me. And that's actually why I love ultra running so much because a lot of it does come down to making those tough decisions at, you know, moments where you have to make a call. Do I go with the pace or do I hold back? And I'm sure there will be those decisions, uh, you know, uh, uh, in two weeks time as well. And I hope that I make the right decisions because ultimately that's always, when I've made those right decisions at critical times and ultra races, that's when I've performed the best. So yeah, I think that's a long answer to your long question. <laughs> no, like, and uh, what if, the thing is, you're also gonna be a different, bit different this year where you might have a few of those overly ambitious males who are sitting there going, ooh, I'm going to go sit off her. She's going to do all the work for me. And you would have been there before. The last time you went, you would have had about 30 people around you for the first 30K and then boom, turn around, all gone. How do you deal with that side of things? Because this year, there might be more with you for longer. Sorry about the background noise. Um, yeah, so how do I deal with that? Look, I mean... I'm used to racing with a lot of people in a group and I, it doesn't, it doesn't put me off. It doesn't, um, you know, I mean, you just have to really focus on yourself. Um, yeah, I think some of the guys like using you sometimes as a pace, pacer, mm -hmm. but, um, oh, sorry, very loud. Um, but yes, so sometimes the guys do like, I think, pacing off women because I think women are actually sometimes a lot better at pacing longer races than guys are. Um, but in saying that um i don't think you can let it stress you out because then you're just using energy and you need to keep that energy for the time when you are on your own and you are going to have to really push through during those talker times and you know 
I think with comrades, it's all about conserving as much as you can and for as long as you can, because the pain is coming and you know that for a fact. So the longer you can run in a sweet zone where you're like, I know I'm at the right pace. I know I'm not, you know, really going into reserves yet. Um, and I'm staying as relaxed as I can. And, 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 you know, if there's people around me for that race, like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm actually happy to have the company and then it breaks up the race as well. When you are on your own, you're on your own for less time. So in a way it's easier. Cool. And you know, it's interesting, Owen, another thing that's gonna have a, a different dynamic um, and everyone's talking about, especially this year uh, with the women's race is that I know the competition and, and this year's women's field is 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 really it's it's thick in terms of how it's laid up in the competition. Um, it's really it's hard to predict, uh, honestly, to predict the winner because there's there's some girls that's really coming through real nice from what we hear. But this year, um, so normally um, Supersport, whoever actually host the uh, the the event on the day itself and uh, normally just capture the the guys the front race but this year you're going to have two designated channels and that people are aware and uh, the first one is obviously for for the males up front but they've also got one that's just purely designated for for the female uh, race oh and so they're going to be uh, following the lead females um, look I don't know how deep but they'll follow them throughout from the start all the way down um, so that's going to add a different dynamic uh, in terms of, um, I think like Katrina and, and all the girls up front will be well and truly aware of where they're sitting in terms of their position because um, there will be uh, several, from what we're aware, there'll be designated seconds at several points uh, telling you exactly where you need to be. So um, I think, uh, yeah, in as much as everyone's talking about the, the downrun record, in the males, I think the females one is also going to be super exciting to watch um, and to see it uh, sort of pan out. So like, you know, like Katrina said there, uh, she obviously, she's obviously going to run with her heart. Um, and yeah, the times are something that comes later. Uh, so obviously she's, um, if she's done all the, the homework and that sort of thing, yeah, yeah, you know, there's no doubt uh, she should be at the pointy end. And as a matter of interest, Katrina too, Lots of people have been chucking your name in the hat on this end, uh, talking about you as, as sort of that, um, I shouldn't say the dark horse, but the quiet horse, let's put it that way. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, what sort of reception you get uh, this time around. Well, yeah, it just, look, I think it's great for the, the marketability of the race. Um, but, you know, I kind of, this week, I looked at the winning times from last year. So, Tete ran 5.30. Now, if he finished at Kingsmead, he still doesn't break the record. Just like running exactly the same race, right? So, I think things still just have to change. Last year, Alexandra Morozova, 6.17. So, she finishes at Kingsmead, still doesn't break sub six hours. Okay, different pedigree of people coming along, improvements are being made. But... Some of the times being bandied about are also, you know, when there needs to be a bit of reality there as well because it could be a hot day, and yeah. automatically it still stays as a five twenty eight five thirty in the men's. A lot of variables come in. It could just be somebody putting an anchor on for thirty k. Last year there was a pacer in the men's that might not happen this year. There's yeah, things might just take place, and I think like you know, racing for the win, obviously, like you said is the priority and then everything else happens like organically from there. Uh, Murray, did you have any questions for Katrina? Oh no, more of a comment for Katrina actually, which is just actually throughout this podcast, I've thought it's really impressive how Katrina juggles a professional, obviously a demanding professional role with um, running it at such a, an elite level. And I have never said that. So I thought I should just just point out that it is a, it is very impressive how you manage <laughs> to juggle those two those two roles and others that we probably don't know about. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I was um I was actually telling my wife that I said, Oh, you were recording today because Katrina is going to feed G. And she's like, Oh, half her luck, that's great. And I said, like oh, <laughs> she's going for work. And she's like, hang on, wasn't she just here for work and there for work? So Again, look, we know that there is, there's a lot of other people and specifically females that uh, are doing a lot of heavy lifting, but I think 
inspiring is a word that can be thrown about for anyone who's listening there now going, oh, geez, you know, she's out there flying around, you know, um, doing massive days, but then you're still getting it done. So, um, mm. yeah, kudos to you, definitely. And I, was, I meant to mention it too, Marisa. Thanks for calling it out. And you know yeah, what, Owen, sorry, we, I, I know. Time. You go. Sorry. sorry. No, go for it, Wayne. No, no sorry. I, say, I, I know we always. Sorry. <laughs> okay, you always find the time. I, I yes, it's challenging at times, and I think you always find the time. You know, if you really want to, and I think sometimes with training, and particularly for training for ultra marathons, you can train smart. Like you actually can. I think maybe you know it take it is time consuming, but I think sometimes if you're actually very smart with the way you train and how you know how you do it, then um you know for people that have like you know um competing interests and challenges and everyone does let's be fair life is you know full of those challenges and and we're all fairly time constrained but um yeah i think there are lessons to be learned where you know if it's something that you really want to do and you can as i said you can just train around your other commitments and and yeah it's um it is possible <laughs> now katrina i was just wondering because uh, I wasn't even aware, and I'm just wondering how how did your race go? The 50k uh, one. How did you? How did it actually go? But also, how did you recover and pull up from after that travel yeah. and that sort of thing? Yeah. So I yeah. was actually yeah I was smart and I didn't like I was saying to the guys I didn't fully redline in it and I purposely didn't because I knew it wasn't my goal race and yeah like I mean there was part of me that was a bit like annoyed afterwards because I knew I hadn't really gone to the well I suppose as we say but um but then again you know I just had to swallow my pride and realize the second wasn't bad it was still a podium position and um I am very pleased with how I recovered from it I I felt great actually <laughs> the following day and the week following that and it meant that I could immediately jump into high volume without needing to fully recover from that race which i know is always a dangerous i wouldn't recommend it it's a dangerous you know risk to take but um for me it worked um and i, I actually feel like it, it massively benefited me because it gave me that confidence and also it just gave me a little lift in knowing that my training was going well and sometimes you need a race to test that you know awesome all right well, they're the recaps, except for Murray. And yes. <laughs> we, um, yeah, I'll, I've watched you so closely, I think, because A, we live in the same location. But, um, yeah, I'm just in awe. Um, there's a few novices that I really take my hat off to this year. And, uh, geez, I wish if someone could bottle what you guys have been doing, I'd make a lot of money. Um, you've just it's just someone just tick it off and there's no fanfare you get program do program move on to the next week um so even before comrades i think like big kudos to you the way you've handled it um just building week but you've respected it and that's what i love the most as well is you can tell that this is a big deal to a lot of people but it's also a big challenge and you've just given it that respect and i'm sure you'll get the reward you deserve but yeah, I kind of just wanted to say that too before we got into you, but uh, yeah, all yours. Well, yeah, so I've, I'm not doing my peak training anymore. Like Wayne, I'm not in the hills anymore, um, and my long runs have got shorter. Um, so I suppose if I look back over my training, the biggest weeks were 110 to 120 kilometers a week. But I think Irwin, you know, being quite consistent, but it's actually because I've loved it. I've really enjoyed the training. And if I think back to the first podcast that we did, one of my concerns was about running a higher volume than I've done before. Um, but actually, it's it's gone really well, and and I've enjoyed it, um, and I've managed to stay injury free, and I've felt good through through most of it. Sometimes there have been issues about fitting in, say, a midweek long run, you know, with professional and and family commitments. But the training itself has has been great. Um, as far as I'm feeling about the event, I think I'm at a stage where I'd actually just like to go and do it now. So I feel, you know, done the training. Um, it's a sort of taper period. And at this stage, I mean, I'm sure it will come. I'm not really feeling nervous about it. Um, I just want to want to do it. Um, and if you, if, 
if you told me it was actually a week from now instead of two, I'd, I think I'd feel quite quite fine with that because I feel I'd actually like to get there now. Um, you asked me about goals, I think, in an earlier podcast, and I gave you a fairly cagey response that you described as being diplomatic. Um, and I am, if I'm going to sort of <laughs> concretize it now, I, I think I'd say I would like to run under nine hours. Um, and looking at the training I've done and how I've felt, I think that should be attainable. Um, but of course, I haven't, the, the longest run I've done is 60 kilometers in training. Um, and that run went well, but obviously there's still another 30 kilometers to go after that. So I'm aware that, you know, you're stepping into a sort of unknown territory. But since um, Wayne and Katrina were happy to be quite clear about what they're hoping to achieve, that that's what I'm hoping to achieve. Well, uh, I think we kind of got that out of you on the first episode when you were being cagey. <laughs> I, I said, I said, um, yeah, nine to ten, you know, under nine would be great. But you know, realistically, nine to ten. But I'm uh, happy just to finish. But now I say, yeah, I'd like to run under nine hours, and that's what I'll that's I'll, I'll go out with that goal. Yeah, and then. You know, are you, well, you obviously are prepared, but you know, you've got to actually go after it, right? You've got to, you got to get to certain points of that day and go, this is where I need to be. And I know we kind of touched on this this morning, like times wise and pace wise, but are you now going to use this next two weeks to kind of put that together? Um, because I would happen to guess you're probably a planner by nature. Um, is that Well, actually, that it's funny you mentioned that, um, Erwin, because earlier I pointed out that on my fridge at the moment I have a profile I have them you won't be able to see this if you're listening to the podcast but I have the profile map of the com comrades which I've been looking at and thinking quite carefully about um, various points on the on the course and you know, looking at YouTube videos and those sorts of things too of the course and, and uh, Google Maps and yeah and obviously thinking about breaking the course up and what you, where you want to be at certain times and how you want to feel at certain times um, and also, you know, done enough running now to know that pacing is, is crucial. And as you've pointed out, I think Erwin uh, this morning and I think in the podcast you did with Barry Holland, the first 30 kilometers can make or break you. If you go out too hard, you have a problem. But if you go out too slowly, you have a problem too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've been absorbing a lot of, of that kind of content and, and thinking about it in relation to what I want to do. Yeah, like I, I, I've mentioned to the guys this morning that I think that first 30K is, is so vital. Um, either way, right? Um, do you want to kind of maybe go through, I'm throwing you on the spot here, but part of that plan in terms of spots you've identified, do you yeah. want to share so, what so, you have? Sure. So if I look at the, the course, and this is not, I tend to think of it as in three parts, and partly because mm -hmm. it's 90 kilometers and you can divide that into three parts of, of 30. Um, and although this doesn't map exactly onto it, it seems to me the first part coming out of Peter Maritzburg, your first sort of physical and mental challenge is getting to the top of Amlas Road, mm -hmm. because that's an uphill climb. And once you get there, you know you're at the highest point in the, in the course. So you can then start to think forward from that. And then it seems to me the next difficult part is in Changa through Jamund and and Bortis Hill. And uh, I think you mentioned Elveston Hill this morning also, Erwin. That is a demanding part of the course, everyone says, and it's quite notorious actually. Um, and I think what makes it hard is you 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 know you reach in Changa with a marathon in your legs already, and then you've got some extreme uphills and, and downhills to deal with. And then I think the third part that is in my mind is Hillcrest, Downfields Hill into Pantan, Cowies, that, that final part of the race. Um, but I'm not under any illusion that that's easy once you get past that hilly middle section, because one thing I learned doing the 60 kilometer training run is actually at the end, I was quite surprised at how hard it was to run downhill. And I was finding that more painful than running up the hills. So uh, I am aware that those quite extreme downhills at the end are, are challenged in their own right. Cool. All right, well, let's go to it then. Let's, um, I was sitting there sending out the agenda to you guys and thinking, I'm so intrigued to hear about Katrina going through the course because she's just, there's the race, run the race, get to whatever happens. Um, so I'm interested to see the, the plan and which is a great approach, don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how she's gonna approach it as a novice. So 
Um, we'll go through, obviously it starts in Maritzburg outside Town Hall. Um, you then climb. So you'll pretty much be doing a fair bit of climbing about 8K till you get to Polly's. Um, and at 3K for the guys on here, they probably won't really worry so much, but there might be a bit of a bottleneck um, because you're going to kind of jump off the road and down a single lane. So get to Polly Shorts, you will go straight downhill. Be very careful because you're going to want to really start to open your legs up and run. But you're really in. You're eight and a bit K. You'll be chatting the whole way down. Everybody will be very happy and jovial, a lot of fanfare. And before you know it, you might have done some damage. So danger point, mark it down, poly shorts. Little polys, very similar. Keep your warm weather gear on you at that time. You'll start to feel sweating. You'll start to feel like, you know, you're heating up. But you're going to keep dropping into some gullies and that's where it's going to start getting colder so word of advice keep that warm weather like the gloves or anything else you might have to keep you warm at that stage just keep it on you for maybe the next few k's i would say at about 12 to 15k that's when you could probably discard it because you're going to start going up again all right so that's just my little word of advice there <laughs> Um, and then before you know it, you're going to get to 30Ks, which is on last road. And you're going to get there. And a lot of like other pundits, they're going to say, is this the down run? Because you're going to climb to on last road and is the highest point of the course, as Murray said. So for that section, one to 30, um, Katrina, any thoughts um, that you kind of looked at where you possibly want to, how do you want to feel? What are the things you want to have ticked off before you get there? Like, had all your nutrition and, you know, for example. Yeah, so the first 30K, as I said, I think just as, um, as comfortable as possible, using as little energy. Um, you know, uh, I think, yes, absolutely focusing on nutrition and making sure you get your, your nutrition into you, even though you probably don't feel like you need it yet. Um, you do need, that's the key time in the race to make sure you're getting it into you because you will need it later. And if you miss it at the, at the start, you're going to pay for it. So probably, I think the last time there were water stops roughly every 10 kilometers. Um, so I think assuming it's the same on this one, um, I will make up my carbohydrate drink so that I have the relevant carbohydrates that I need every 10 kilometers and just make sure that I definitely get them and get them into me, even though, as I said, you may not feel like you need them at the time. I'll probably also take a couple of gels in reserve in case I miss a drink um, because, you know, sometimes that just happens and um, I, I won't need to panic. I'll have something with me um, just in case that doesn't go to plan. So yeah, getting to the 30K mark is, is as fresh as possible. And um, thanks for the tips on that overdoing the, the downhill at, at Polly Shorts and Little Polly, so it's good to know. Cool. Wayne, you were getting distracted by your teammates there, but um, <laughs> the first 30K, where do you, how do you want to feel? Where do you want to be? Um, what are the things you want to have ticked off? Yes. No, sorry. These these buggers, they, <laughs> they were chirping in the air, but they're all good now. Um, yeah, so the, the first 30, and, and this is, we, we've discussed this whole thing uh, amongst as a group. Um, uh, the first 30 are crucial, um, as been mentioned. Uh, just in terms of being meek is the word that we used. Uh, Bruce Fordyce likes to use that word. So when I say meek, it's just uh, sitting back and holding back um, and looking after yourselves. As Murray described those three sections, the second one is the key. Um, we've all identified that as being the key. We, we know they all got... Um, obviously uh, different influences and they can result in, in a different outcome if you approach them differently. But the second one to us is the most important one. Um, it's because obviously uh, coming up and out of Harrison Flats, which is, is fairly flat, that's in the first 20, 30. And then you, you're obviously going towards Inchanga. That's, that's a bit of a, you start to work there. But as soon as you come over the top of that, um, it feels um, like a, a cruise going down into Drummond. And as we know, the halfway is, is, is moved, is going to move, is going to shift this year um, to spot on uh, about 44 in Drummond where it's going to be this year. Um, but the toughest part then comes 
climbing out of there through Alveston to the top of Balthus. So obviously that eight to nine K stretch is the one where all the moves are made. Um, so if you look at that, if those guys up front are doing all that, um, that's where I feel that, that that most people should be looking after themselves. Um, because I, as Murray pointed out, he made a, a good point about his 60K training run. Obviously, uh, his last third of comrades is, you know, those those first 60, uh, I sort of um, summarized it as being your, your legs are being tenderized and then you, you just sort of bash them in the last 30. And that's what um, sort of undone. My, my race was sort of come undone in those last 10 to 12K last year. I remember that. It's just I couldn't handle that that consistent, that, that, that pounding that just came from about uh, sort of the start of Hillcrest. So if you look after yourself and, 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 and obviously, um, you know, minimize the amount of energy that you're going to consume climbing out of Elveston, um, once you come through Hillcrest and you start getting to that final third, that's where I feel you can, you can gain lots of rewards. Um, and on a personal level, um, that's the section that I've been paying attention to, Owen, is the, the 30 to 60K mark. Um, I remember even, even I've done it in every comrades I've done is that I've worked, I've worked real hard through there. Whereas this year, the aim is to, in the first 30, is to be meek uh, and to sort of sit there and, and, and be comfortable. Um, and I know what my comfortable cruising pace is. So obviously, I'm going to sit at that and then obviously uh, start to sort of um, chew through that difficult section. And then um, hopefully, by the time we get to that third section, we can sort of uh, push along. Not Notwithstanding the fact that, um, like Katrina mentioned, it's important to, um, if I can give you one tip uh, that I've learned, um, is to eat well and taking your nutrition well before Hillcrest. So, you know, don't take don't take your nutrition after uh, 60K. Make sure you you well stocked and well supplied uh, for the for the work that's to come in that second half. So that's that's a great tip that I've learned from from the guys in camp is just to make sure you take on nutrition well before um, the sort of uh, the meaty point of the race. And um, just a point of note, Wayne, on the down run, um, Harrison Flats is actually slightly up. Um, so a lot of yes. people, you don't realize that until you're going, why does it feel like I'm climbing? So, <laughs> um, that is a technically true, true. It's a little slight gradient, but yeah, for me, 30 to 60 Ks is the hardest bit of running you're going to do on race day. Um, it's the hardest part of comrades because you're getting everything. You're getting a savage down as you go into Drummond. Um, and it is it's a cereal bowl. That's what people have described it as, and it is. And it's a sharp cereal bowl because you drop hard. And what tends to happen is it's almost like this point of excitement. You look around and people's eyes will open up and go, I can hear the halfway crowd. There's the first major downhill. Let's absolutely belt it into there. And within, geez, 50 meters, you're going up. And you are going up. <laughs> uh, Wayne, I know you know off the top of your head how long the climb from uh, out of uh, Drummond is. I pretty What did you say? It was 6K? Um, so it's just over, yeah, it's just over 6K, Owen. You, you spot on. To, to give you the exact mileage, it's 6.8 kilometers. So, so it's almost seven, but it's, um, if you start calculating it from, from the halfway um, and, and you spot on, that's, that's the most, for me on a personal level, and I know most people would agree, it's the most intense part of comrades. Um, and obviously, if, if your legs are gone at the top of Austin, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. and um, So respect it. For the guys at the back of the field, I mentioned again this morning, that you have to get some running in. You know, it's going to be very easy to look for reasons not to. Oh, he's walking, she's walking, I'll walk. He's walking, I'll walk. And before you know it, you've bled. 45 minutes on a 6k stretch and automatically race goals are out the window just purely because you got a bit lazy in that area there are going to be parts of that where you need to start breaking it up and you either do 100 by 100 that kind of thing um, be very smart with it because you can lose your race goal there and then in the 6k um, so if you're chasing your time you're going to go you've got to make it silver guys they're going to be running out you know majority of that so 
uh, take that into consideration and not many people will tell you. And then the day after Comrades, they'll say, oh, should have told you about Elveston. So, um, yeah, just a heads up to those who are listening. Put it into your plan. Um, Murray. I, I, listened to, I was going to say, I listened to Coach Perry talking through the course, and he said psychologically it, it can help to think of the top of Bertha's Hill as the halfway mark rather than Drummond. Yeah. And I, I thought that seemed good yes. advice. Yeah. Um, Spot on. What are you thinking? Because, you know, Murray, you can go to Death Valley as many times as you want. Uh, but in reality, once you get there, um, you're effectively in a place you've never been to, right? Do you mean? Like distance-wise? it's uh, Distance-wise, um, yeah. 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 Um, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about pressure. And I think in a way that eases the pressure to some extent because I'm doing it for the first time. So I'm a novice and we have to see what happens to some extent. Um, so as I said earlier, the longest run I'd have done was 60 kilometers through a very hilly area, um, as you say, Death Valley. And that went well. So that gave me a lot of confidence. And I reached the end of that and felt I could have run further. Um, so uh, that gave me the confidence to know I can get a long way into comrades, hopefully feeling okay. Uh, but there is that unknown factor towards the end. Um, but that's part of the excitement too. And I imagine even if you're a seasoned comrades runner, everyone's a bit different. Um, every comrades you run that is. Uh, and so there's always something unknown that you're going to encounter, but th th that's part of the challenge. Um, uh, again, I think it was, might have been, I can't remember which, which podcast I was listening to, but it might have been Coach Perry again saying at some point it's going to get hard. You just want to defer that point for as long as possible, but it, it will come. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, you have to anticipate that as much as you try to run conservatively and meekly, and as much as you will feel comfortable for hopefully quite a lot of the course, at, at some point it is going to get really hard and you'll have to, to respond to that. Uh, Katrina, you've gone the other way, um, but you'd have a fair idea of what's going to happen now this way. Uh, how do you, I suppose, how, yeah, how do you go with the variability? Uh, so, look, I mean, I, I will admit I haven't studied the course as much as I may should have done at this stage, but I there is time, so I can do that yet. Um, very interested to hear all your tips on where the parts are that you're going to have to really work and the parts that, you know, you're, you're going to be conservative. Um, I think, look, I love running downhill. Um, maybe I'm being a bit naive, but I absolutely love it. And I, I have, like, just naturally, I'm, you know, I'm probably better on downhills than uphills, but... I, I am also very aware of the, the stories I've heard where your quads are just being pounded so badly that like, um, you know, that, that it will just, that you can't withstand it if you don't look after them at the start. So I think I'd probably be trying to, I will still run it by feel. I think I will continue to do that because look, that's what I do. That's how I race and I don't want to change that. But um, I think I'd probably like you can run downhill and like manage your legs or you can run downhill like and, and just go for it. So there is a slight difference. And I think I will try and manage those downhills in the initial phases. And um, also, I think that will then mean that I'll be ready to work on the uphills because sometimes when you've come down a long stretch of downhill, the muscles kind of need a, a little while to kind of change into uphill running. So, um, yeah, I think... I, I think I'll yeah, just continue to run it by feel and just be prepared to really hurt in those last 30k when you're coming down and and, and I'm sure it's torture like everyone tells me. <laughs> but, yeah. I agree as well and like keeping a natural cadence. Like you see a lot of runners who get to the downhill and will change the cadence or try and naturally absorb their quads and you're actually doing more damage, right? Like you almost just need to roll with it. And if you normally naturally run faster downhill, roll with it because that's your strength. Um, so, yeah, I think you know exactly where you're on, how you're going to go about it. And then we get to the fun part because we're actually going to start going downhill. Um, so you'll get to Fields Hill. And this is where everyone will say the dreaded Fields Hill. But you know what it is. You know, you know that it's going to be three kilometers and it's going to snake. 
my only bit of advice is uh, run the tiger line. So what I mean by that is thinking you're an F1 driver and cut the corner um, instead of running the high camber because you're going to almost get to the bottom and maybe give away a kilometer. Um, so try and really cut that camber because that'll also save your legs a fair bit. Um, for the guys at the back of the race, break it up, maybe even into 500 meter bursts and then walk a little bit and then go again instead of completely plummeting. You'll get to Pine Town, which will be completely flat almost. And um, there's a lot going on there. Give yourself some time to get your legs back because like you just said, Katrina, great little cue is they're not going to come back straight away. Um, so it is a perfect section. Lots of crowd will start to build up here. A lot of people also just there. Um, but let them come back naturally. Cowie's Hill, you go over the top of Cowie's Hill and then come down the other side. They're probably the best part of running on the Comrades course. And that's wistful because the crowd will just organically start to build as the day goes on. Wide roads, just sweeping highway. Um, get to probably my favorite part of the course, which is 45th cutting. Massive crowd of the day. And because of the shorter course, you know, it might even just be about six kilometers from there. Um, from there, your race is pretty much made. And then it's either survival or a couple of you, the rest of you might be really chewing time back and chasing it. So um, then you get the toll gate and you'll well and truly be able to see Durban come off toll gate, um, the highway and Kingsmead will be right there. I did say this morning to the guys, for two of you, you probably, this will not come into consideration, but have a real look around when you come into Kingsmead. Even if you can stop at the gates and walk into the gates because you don't know next year if you're going to be back there or if you're ever going to be back again. It's a privilege. It's something that such a small part of society gets to do worldwide and just soak it in. It is the best seconds of your life and then hit the grass and start running because you've earned that right to do it. But um, yeah, that's just my bit of advice is really almost make that grass section feel like it's the longest 400 meters of your running life and by choice, um, soak it up and enjoy it. So yeah, that last section, not sure anybody, Wayne, you're going to go first. Um, oh, you, you know, as you, as you said that, Owen, and I just want to reiterate what you said, um, it's been all the talk about that exact same um, soaking that in. And that's something that I want to take in this year. Um, the last, from Pine Town, you know, I know we'll all be working, but take it in. Last night, just for the viewers who aren't aware, and last night uh, they released a 90-minute footage um, of, of Comrades 22, the history from 21 to 22. And it, it just, again, gave me, I mean, we all sat there watching it and, and a lot of guys had tears in the eyes. And that's the sort of documentary they put together uh, about your exact words, Owen, about the privilege that we have to take this journey. Um, and a lot of people, some, I mean, most are aware, but generally this, this is the biggest ultramarathon on the planet. And it is the oldest ultramarathon on the planet. And and to see this documentary document all the history of it, but also what what you are actually you are writing your name. Uh, it's described and narrated as uh, you're writing your name as you come through those gates at Kingsmead uh, in history. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, in in putting my bit into terms of um, that last bit is is I'm actually on a personal level going to make sure that I take it in, um, you know, take it in and really enjoy it and soak it in. And that's why I, I believe I keep talking about the celebration part is that I know we'll work hard the first, uh, well, we'll work hard for most of it, but I want to make a point of, of taking in the last uh, 10 to 15 K. So coming out of Pine Town, like Owen described those, coming through Westville is, is real, it's wide open road, it's sweeping um, and, uh, and, and the crowd gets thick as we come in the 45th. Um, and and it's in as much as it's a lot of downhill, uh, you know, Owen didn't sort of mention it. There, there's still a bit of climbing coming up through 45th and up Tollgate. Uh, but certainly make sure you take that in. 
and and that especially that last bit coming into Kingsmead, um, I believe this year is going to be something super special as it's been described. Um, and again, if you get the opportunity to watch uh, the documentary on comrades, the history of it again, it was just released last night. It, it's an absolute. Uh, I know it moved all of us last night, and it made us like Mario said want to run it uh, this weekend. So yeah, make sure you take that in. Um, is my advice. Katrina, you're going to jump in in case we lose you and you get kicked out of where you are. Um. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably going to skip directly to the Kingsmead Stadium at the end because um, I don't know the end of the course. I, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm just prepared for the pain of the downhill. But um, I think, you know, there's always something really special about running into the stadium. Um, and you, you almost run into a cauldron of sound and um, I'm personally really excited about that part and, um, you know, obviously as well for, you know, the history, I, I, I don't probably fully understand the history of it as much as you guys and, um, you know, that's my bad, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to absorb it and to be part of it and, uh, you know, by that point you have all the work done anyway, so it's a victory victory 400 meters regardless of where you finish and, and hopefully we'll all be happy at that point and and give it our all to the very end so yeah I'm excited about the stadium. I think Katrina part of the reason why the three of us know the course already is because you probably grew up watching it so you know part, you know it's not like we've been doing in my case this in-depth study for the last month of various gradients and so on it's just because firstly I'm from Durban and I used to watch the comrades so I'm fairly familiar with that part of the, the world already. But obviously coming from overseas, it's a bit different. Yes, but um, yeah, and, and and why that's why I have so much. I mean, I, I'm so excited to see how you're going to run, Murray, because um, I think you probably underestimate the, the you know, the, the part of your, uh, like you'll be so passionate about it. And I think you'll probably find strength in on the oh. day that you probably don't even realize that you have. Um, when you come to, you said you, met, you mentioned you did 60k in training, and I can tell you the last time I ran comrades, I'd only run 60k. It was the farthest I'd run prior to that, and I was a bit nervous about the last 30k because I didn't know how it would go. But it is amazing where you find the strength in that 30k, and um, you know the the crowd lifting you, and and you know just the the atmosphere on the course. You, you can't replicate that in training, so it is very. You know, it is a very exciting um, day on the day. And uh, yeah, I'm, as I said, I'm really excited to see how you go. Anything on that last section, Murray? Oh, no, except that it's it's home turf for me. You know, my wife's actually from Pantown. Um, I'm from the Berea in Durban. So, you know, assuming I get to there feeling OK, I'm, I'm really excited to get over Cowie's Hill and actually, actually see Durban. Um, I had to break it to Zoe, my wife, this morning that for many people, they think Pantown's the worst part of the course. <laughs> but she she kind of accepted that, actually. Um, but even in her case, although she is, uh, you know, she's not running Comrade, she used to go out and support it uh, with her family. Um, so it's exciting for her, too. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, the, the main challenge there is, is Fields Hill. Um, I have been thinking about since since discovering that it can be painful running downhills, um, I have been thinking a bit about a lot more about running downhills and the form of running downhills and how to preserve the quads. But yeah, I think from I think really I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to the top of Cowie's Hill, um, seeing the Indian Ocean, smelling it, uh, seeing Durban and and knowing that it's almost there. Cool. Well, that's all she wrote, guys. Um, five episodes, just like that, better than the COVID impacted about 200, I think, Wayne. But um, look, I'm just excited for every one of you <laughs> because, you know, you're all going there in amazing shape, um, great attitudes, and you're just going to do your thing. Um, I get to sit back and watch it. So I get to watch the best and longest movie ever. I've blocked out the calendar to be booked out for anything that day. Uh, keep an eye on the um podcast socials and i'll just put up heaps of updates on the day for those that are listening uh, names that can be inputted in the comrades app so you can already get your names listed so i've already got everyone in there um so yeah on behalf of i suppose all the listeners uh, i'm not gonna say good luck because i always tend to think you don't need luck 
because you've gone ahead and already made your own luck. Um, so I'm going to say all the best. And we can't wait to hear what happens afterwards, I think. Um, hopefully you guys get to organize a catch-up um, somehow, see each other. Um, hopefully it's not on race day at all. Um, and it'll be at the yeah either before or after. So definitely, I do not want to hear that you saw each other on race day at all. Uh, that's my only one. Wish <laughs> I'm, for I'm, all I'm, of you, I might so. surprise everyone, Erwin. You <laughs> yeah. never know. I might come charging through and. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so all the best to each one of you. Um, I know every listener out there has ridden this wave, and you know that we're very privileged for you guys to open up some space and time in your busy schedules um, to add one more thing. So. Um, yeah, go and do your thing and um, most importantly, enjoy it. Thanks, Erwin. Cool. Thanks, Erwin. Thanks, Erwin. And uh, I have to add that I've also found this um, quite motivating throughout the journey. So thank you to, to Murray and to Wayne as well and to you, Erwin, for you know getting us together. And uh, I do hope we've, we've also let other people you know, join the journey and feel like they're less, doing less of the training alone. Stay awesome. safe, Wayne. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. Katrina. Thanks, Wayne. Yes. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, guys.